0: Briker! He's yeah. hurt! And another! Inside, stick it in! Thank you, good night! What? That was liquid football! Uh. Shit! Did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine! The bruises is in the pudding! Welcome to this latest episode of the Down the pull Podcast. We've been away a little bit um, because there was two games kind of back to back, so we thought we'd kind of just review them together, do a double header. So um gary's with me here again we're going to look at the uh the valor and calvary game so how you doing gary
1: good good L- last time we did that we got a bit lucky because we had one bad performance and one good performance so it added a bit of balance to what we were talking about yeah. I, I, we didn't get so fortunate this time around yeah.
0: though so definitely fucking not um so <laughs> i thought i thought before we get into the games and like I, I don't want to get too in depth into it but there's there's a lot of talking point to think that we need to go over but but i think before we do that um one of the big things we need to talk about is uh um willie Akeo was a miss against uh, against us like so he went he went viral all over the world uh, he was accused of everything from match fixing to i don't know what so what, what did you think what did you, what was your take on it like i don't want to get into it too much but like it, it was we have to talk about it cuz it was the main yeah. talking point pretty much in that game so
1: it was it was really confusing when it happened um i was at the free house watching the game and i was sitting with denton and and james and a lady called Becca who I met and her son Um, and it was very confusing because it all happened and loads of little things happened all at once and it meant that you couldn't really focus on the, the hilarity of what had actually just occurred so firstly your brain's going oh shit is going to get his little revenge story and then you're thinking oh ox has got it and then you think it's about to cross the line and then Akio does what Akio does and my i just remember my brain and everyone in the room just like what the fuck just happened it was it was very confusing and no one could, could quite work it out because none of us had ever seen that happen before That's, i mean i've i've I'm in my mid thirties and I've been watching football since I was five. So let's say 30 years. And I've never seen that happen before. And it was, com- it was so confusing. Um, and then we were all kind of like going, what, what, what the fuck, what the fuck. And then they showed the replay and everyone just burst into laughter. It was just the absurdity of it. Yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted the Arrested Development music to be playing over <laughs> it. <laughs> like it just, just, it just felt like that. Just like what, the larry david music <laughs> yeah and i said to james just after it happened like within an hour every single like banter football meme site is going to get a hold of this and it's it's going to go viral and how could it not
0: Oh, uh, one one soccer all over it, man like as soon as that happened like they put it out there into the stratosphere and like within <clears throat> 10 to 15 minutes i was having people message me going like what the fuck happened like people who don't even watch yeah. cpl and like on the one side it was absurd and it kind of got the CPL out there, I suppose. But then on the flip side, it was all just pure banter at Eric's expense pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, And like looking back at it, like, I don't know, like somebody had mentioned that because, because that pitch is a, a CFL pitch, there's a weird like little hump on, mm. on the, on the goal line. There's like, I don't know if you, you noticed it. It's kind of it's a different Darker color. Green. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it kind of sat on that and he was like trying to just like lash it into the net or whatever, but it, and he, the one thing I could say about the guy is like he's pure class. Like I mean, he came out afterwards and kind of addressed it. I thought really, really well. He kind of went like you know, the fuck, and you know he kind of he answered yeah. the, a lot of the, the doubters and stuff for that. And um, I, I thought it was really, really, really well put across his uh, response to it. So you know, like it's yeah. and it'll be I wonder, like
1: When when something like that happens, you think as a player, you're for the rest of the game, you're going, oh, shit, this is going to be like, I
0: I can guarantee you, like, when when he was on the pitch, I bet he was trying a million times harder than he probably should have, if you know what I mean, because he wants everything to work. And then when he got taken off, too, you're sitting on the bench, and I bet he's just like, please, God, dig me out of this fucking huge hole I've got myself (laughs) into. And then... Luckily, he was playing the Wanderers, and we duly obliged to, to dig yeah. him out of the hole. So, uh, but but- if
1: you're him, the the only way the only way you deal with that is humor, isn't it? I think in life, when when you fuck up that, like that, obviously you've just got to laugh at yourself and go.
0: And I also want to give a little shout out to um, Daryl Fordyce, He's the captain at uh, at Valor, and he kind of did like a nice, like little thing immediately pretty much after the game he was like saying you know like um this is what this guy is capable of and he showed the goal that he scored against forge and i thought it was a really nice little touch to kind of like uh have us back a little bit and then mm-hmm. obviously while all that was happening the Ross County move has been kind of talked about, like the worst kept secret in the CPL for like the last yeah. month or so. Um, But I, I, mean, I, want,
1: I wonder if that would that would have been announced a bit sooner. I was kind of thinking that, like, <laughs> are they just waiting for this to die <laughs> down a bit before they announce <laughs> him? Because <laughs> oh,
0: fuck. yeah, well at least like I got some publicity as well. Well, I mean yeah. like like Ross County turning into uh, Canada's reserve team at this stage. I mean they've got Victor Latourie who and and Willie, and then they've got. um, I think it's Ben Patton is over there. Like Harry was there like last season, but he's left. He's, he said that he's moving yeah. on. So he have got a nice little contingent, which will probably obviously help him. Out. But it was kind of cool, like seeing today, like Ross County tweeting out about like uh, tickets for the Celtic game and stuff like that. So he's going to be involved in some massive, massive game. So it's a huge move for him, and uh, it, it seems like it couldn't happen hadn't it to a nicer guy. So
1: for sure, yeah, yeah. One Ross County, I think. Every, so scouting the scouting network so vast now that every single club in the world is looking to tap into any new market that comes up, and I think Ross County are hedging their bets a bit and going, this league doesn't look a million miles from our level. Let's just try and get the best players from it really cheap, because I bet you, wow. I bet there's not one, I bet there's not one player in the Canadian Premier League that would be expensive even to a Division One Scottish team. So. Yeah, it's worth a punt, isn't it? Definitely.
0: Oh, like for for, that, for those guys, I mean, like, you know, and they signed into like three-year contracts as well. So, I mean, like, it's not going to, like, they're going to, I'd imagine the wages probably wouldn't be the greatest at Ross nah. County. So, I mean, it's, but, but it's probably still better than what you can expect in the CPL. But like the, I, I must say though, like, I, I'm pretty happy for him and it's been a kind of, it's kind of good. In a indirect way for the Wanderers, because obviously Valor are one of our yeah. rivals for that fourth spot, and the fact that they they've lost one of their best players is obviously uh, good news for us. But then, in we'll talk about it a little bit later. But their their new signs actually did really well against us. Um, I, I also want to just touch on a little bit. Um, obviously, we've got a new player coming into uh, the Wanderers, Fumpe Wandway. Yeah, I, I know you've had a bit of a chance to uh, to watch him in action. Like I saw a bit of the. Um, The last game there, I saw some of the highlights of them winning in Europe, uh, which was kind of a nice touch. I thought by the Wanderers to let them kind of hang on for that last little, uh, that last little game. I I know a few people were uh, not so happy because they were like, "What if he gets injured?" Blah 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 blah. But you got to realize, like, that's a huge game, and you know, uh, the, the team he's coming from is semi pro so i mean that's a huge game for them so what 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 do you think we can expect from on what you've seen in the videos you've watched cuz i know you're uh, really good at analyzing this kind of stuff so i think I that's the think... only co- compliment you're ever going to get from me way. so <laughs> <laughs>
1: i think on just touching on um, him maybe not playing in that game like i think if you if you sign someone and then say to them oh by the way we're not going to let you play in the most important game of your life you alienate them before they've even arrived in the country and there's going to be a bit of like bad blood about that. I know, I feel like I always like do Arsenal comparisons, but like with William Saliba, we did that to him. Like we said, you're not allowed to play in the cup final for um, St. Etienne. And it will really cause some bad blood off the bat. Um, so I, yeah, I, I was fine with him playing in that and the fact that he scored and scored the winning penalty as well is really good for him um as a as a player i think he's another one of those like most of our attackers who can play anywhere across the front three i think he normally plays from the left so i, I messaged like a bit of a weirdo i messaged a couple of their fans who i saw active on twitter just like slid into their their dms and said <laughs> like, what kind of player is he where does he play like strengths and weaknesses and stuff and they all kind of described him as playing on the left of a front three and I've heard Matt talk, I think he said in the interview I did with him actually that we are a bit weak on the left hand side. So I imagine he'll come he'll play in those sort of areas. And it'll be nice to actually have a forward who who plays on the shoulder of the defender as well, who can run in behind. Because I'm sure we'll get into this later. I think that's a big part of why we struggle and why we look so toothless in attack a lot of the time, because we have a lot of we have a lot of attackers who like the ball to their feet and like to be kind of facing away from the goal or at least angled sideways so they're not fully looking at the goal so just to have a player who's actually going to make those runs repeatedly like those runs that you make 20 or 30 of a game but you only get found one out of the 30, one out of the 30 times but you need to keep making those runs and i think he's going to be that sort of player um and we we really do need to improve the left hand side like if you think if you think of our right hand side we've kind of got We've got Fernandez at right back. We've got Jeremy, who tends to drift out that way. We've got Sam Salter uh, as our right attacker as well. Like, that's a really strong pod, isn't it? And they work really well together. But on the left, it's like it's Gander who's fine, it's Police who's fine, and it's sometimes Marshall, sometimes um, whoever. And it's just not as strong. And we never seem to create much down the left hand side. So, to have some kind of threat from that part of the pitch will be nice. And I'm hoping Fumpa is someone that can can do that um and he should be fit already like he's already playing important games so he should he should hit the ground running and be fit and but, i mean i imagine like the welsh league is quite a physical league as well so he won't have any problem with that side of it um i, I messaged a good mate of mine and he's a welsh guy and he follows the welsh league and just asking him what the level's like and he said it tends to attract a lot of like A lot of football league players, so League One, League Two, maybe sometimes a championship, who've just kind of lost their way a little bit and haven't haven't had their contracts renewed at their League One club. And they just kind of need something to re-energize them and refocus them and it attracts a lot of players like that so the level the level will be quite good i think i think like level wise he'll be fine with us and finding the league so yeah and it, we just need something fre- we need to freshen up there don't we like it feels really stale It's really really stale at the moment so just a, something new will be great
0: so what did you think of um the the fact that they kind of mentioned that they'd Triggered a release clause <clears throat> which which i thought was very odd for a, a semi-pro team like i mean like you'd wonder h- how long the contracts are that these guys are signing but i mean i that kind of stood out to me that we actually like sound like we paid something for this guy so
1: yeah I, I don't know anything about that i mean what i found interesting was so i think derek had been talking for a while about an attacking target on twitter and it, it always felt like they there was there was someone they were negotiating with like the, again this is me reading between the lines but it always felt like they had a target who they were negotiating with and then i saw an interview with thump Thumper um last week about the signing and he said yeah it all happened really fast like i heard i heard there was interest last week etc which makes me think they would they were probably trying to sign someone yeah. else yeah but he was always in the back pocket as like okay if this if this doesn't work then we go for him this is how much he's going to cost so we can get it done really quickly and it feels like that's probably what happened um in terms of transfer fee yeah anyone's guess how much it was for how that fits into the salary cap etc it would i have no idea i don't know about
0: you i think the transfer fee hits your cap so it goes against whatever you were going to pay him i was talking to to angus a little bit about and you kind of mentioned that but um but i the thing I feel for this guy, like I I I know Don Belcham had mentioned on online that this team that he's playing for in Newtown play a lot of direct football, so a lot of Route One kind of stuff. So what you're saying there about him making those runs and hoping the ball comes, it, it like sounds kind of like what like it, it's a different outlet for us rather than what we're trying to do now. So we have somebody who's gonna make those runs because Peter likes to do those fancy 60-yard cross pitch. And there's never anybody that seems to make that run for him. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that's, I thing is definitely like an outlet for us. That we, like we have somebody that'll put their head down and just run. You know what I mean? And like, we, we just seem to be lacking in that right now. But um, I, it I seems feel, really
1: quick as well. So yeah,
0: but I feel like, I feel a little bit bad for him in a way because, like, you know, we've kind of built this transfer up now because, like, Derek had mentioned it, Matt had mentioned it, there was a, Wonders Wednesday, there was a Wednesday that went past when it wasn't announced and there's kind of, like, people, like, going, what the hell's going on? And then he's announced and stuff like that. And the team's obviously struggling right now. Like, I mean, that's a lot of pressure for him to come into, to kind of, like, you're the savior of our season, pretty much, right? Because, like, like, this is it. Like, I mean, like, we were probably going to, like, Gander, I think, and Sal go back to university or or somebody like so we're probably going to lose so we're gonna to have to get bring two players in to replace them but they're not going to be the blockbuster that this has kind of been heralded as so it's a lot of pressure for him
1: yeah i mean it's, it's probably from our perspective it might seem like it but if you're him you've you've played for I don't think he ever played for them, but you've come through the Shrewsbury Academy. You've just been playing in Europa Conference League playoff matches and you come into a league where I I doubt he knows really anything about this league or the expectations. He certainly wouldn't be reading what fans are saying on social media or Discord or whatever. Like, I bet for him it's it's water off the duck's back. Like, I don't imagine he feels anything beyond... He's just scored a penalty in a Europa Conference League playoff match. Like, that's that's pressure. Like, Like, moving to canada and trying to help a team on the east coast climb from mid table to fourth is i can't imagine that'll phase him in the slightest to be honest um so yeah he'll be, be fine he'll be fine I, I, like I've, I've, he's come he's, sorry just he's come through he's come through the english football systems youth setup, set up which is the most highly pressurized sporting environment yeah. in the world i think sure. where you've got like about, well hun- probably thousands of kids vying for about a hundred places it's incredibly stressful and pressurized a really young age as well like 14 15 so yeah yeah it'll be good he will be good
0: I've just been sending them like lots of uh like the screenshots from the discords and stuff like that just to say like this man that to put pressure on you but if you if your shit were fucked yeah yeah i dm saying at
1: the end i'm saying don't fuck this up do not fuck this up
0: no pressure (laughs) but but there's a whole city (laughs) wait um so just one more before we move on to valor uh there's there's something this is something that i kind of wanted to always ask you so uh there's been a lot of um uh, stuff about Jacob Schaffelberg again on uh, on on Twitter. I guess he's talking about him, he's moving, or it might be something going on. Do you ever think it's a possibility? Because people here like it's their wet dream that he hmm. turns up here, and because obviously it's a it's another one of those kind of hometown hero situations but do you think there's ever going to be a time when we'll bring him in here on loan because i think we need to kind of just
1: yeah, work it with no, actually I, I, ever going
0: to be a possibility
1: i think he'll be like a nick Ledgerwood. i think he'll come here when he's 34 35 and just captain the team for a couple of years retire then move into yeah. like the coaching world i don't i like you know what I, I don't actually want him to come because i think it would be i don't think he want to like it, for him that will seem like Sounds awful, but it seemed like failure to him. I reckon, yeah. like because he, the whole thing with him is he's the one that's risen above all this and like got to the MLS and is like trying to become a like a proper proper professional who's earning a good living out of this sport. And I think to to come back to Wanderers, it'll be brilliant for us, and he'll he'd be the best player in the league instantly. But I think personally for him, he doesn't want that. I think he wants to make it at Toronto, and I'd I'd rather that happen.
0: It's the same, like I mean, like he's. He's been capped by Canada and everything like that now, right? I mean, so like exactly, it's kind of, it's, yeah. I, I feel like you're right. I, I, I think we kind of need to get that over heads a little bit. That's going to happen. I don't, I don't like. I think that if he leaves Toronto, it's going to be to another MLS team. Because I, like, I, I saw it. You know, that people are pissy and shitty on Twitter. Like, you're kind of saying that. Like, you know, he's got, he's, he's great up to a certain point, but then his final ball is not great and i was just like that's the last thing we fucking need here yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We, we already have like 10 players that can do that already we need another one. and, so. and, and
1: have that and of them people never watched a young winger before like that is every single yeah, young winger is br- brilliant until the, 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 the final ball like that's kind of what you get with 21 22 year old speedy players like welcome to a football yeah that's the game
0: so uh we, we hate to be heartbreakers here and we hate to be like grumpy old men and like those two old dudes from uh the muppets but there you go <laughs> he's not coming uh, so um I, I also uh just getting into the valor game here like uh like,
1: oh, i thought you were going to push you off again i thought you were doing everything i know kicking that guy down the road i actually did I actually
0: did, uh, well, I, to... <laughs> I actually did that one more thing to talk about i was like a oh, fuck i can't keep putting it off so let's get into the valor game so stephen hart said after afterwards that we were very lethargic in the first half. Um, we did not play very, very well. I must say, they were all over us. And I think had mm. that goal had that goal gone in and had stood, we were in for a hiding. Like we we were awful. Like we were all over the place defensively. They were cutting us to shreds. Like um, I think our lack of pace was shown up quite a lot. And I think that like this to me, this was a game when Restrepo should have started. You know, like this was like you know you've got like speedy forwards and like I, I just think that we were like we've got when it's santos and peter are there and we're playing against speedy forwards we're always on the back foot you know so, mm. and like gander isn't exactly blessed with pace either like, god bless him like so the only one that's really in the back line that's got a bit of pace is fernandez right so um, wait, yeah, and wait,
1: Fernandez, we need we need Fernandez up the other end of the pitch as well. Like he's he's a right back, but he's more important to us in an attacking sense. So, so, so
0: what did you think of that? For, like, before we get into the set, because obviously we changed things up a little bit. But what did you think of that first half performance? I thought it was diabolical. I thought it was atrocious. So,
1: yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. I mean, I uh, to be honest, the emphasis with me would be more on the attackers rather than the defenders. Like that's what that's what looked really poor to me. Just. The balance, the balance of those three of Daniels, Garcia and Marshall, like it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, how having attackers who want the ball to their feet and don't really want to run it behind. And those three really like, there's no, you don't really stretch teams when you've got those three there. Like the balance, uh, like, on paper, I feel like the balance almost makes sense, but it just, yeah, it just, it just didn't work. There was... There was no kind of, there was no depth. There was no depth to how we looked. There was no one kind of stretching Valor's defenders. So, and our distances were really, really poor. Like I was trying to watch it back to like, cause I, I couldn't really work out why it was so bad. Just like, I was just like watching it again and again, like the first 20 minutes, like what is actually happening here? Why is it not working? And it's, it was just our distances, our, our, our speed of pass, doing nothing first time. Like absolutely no one was playing the ball first time. And if, like I feel like this is a much longer discussion than we can really have now or anyone would want now. But like if we really drill down into like the whole idea about how we play now with Dorado coming in and like, like it's positional play, isn't it? What's the fucking Portuguese way you go deep position. I don't fucking know, but like, that's the idea. Positional play. So you've got like, when you, when you play, when you use positional play, you're supposed to have three advantages on the pitch. You're supposed to have a numerical advantage, a qualitative advantage and a positional advantage. So numerical basically overload like isolating their fullback to film one etc qualitative you identify which of their players got weaknesses you make sure your players are in situations where your players with strengths can expose those weaknesses so for example they've got a slow center back who's, who's who makes slow recovery runs okay we put our best players in transitions around him to kill him on the counter um positional advantages so yeah finding ways to get our players between the lines so that's that's what we're doing like by playing with a lone six by playing with two eights that is what we are doing but again and we've talked about this a million times you need to play with pace and you need to play with conviction to actually make that work and if you don't it just looks a mess and that looked just looked a mess on on saturday didn't it like
0: and we it mentioned just... it we mentioned it with the other game like how slow everything was you know like that like it's just there's no there's no pep there's no like kind of um, like uh, as you said, like the transition, the transitional play is just so, so, so slow, and it's like it's it's awful to watch when it's when it's like that, you know. It's like mm. you're you're expecting, like, like, and I I think as well, it's like it's not the midfielder's fault either because there's nobody giving them the option to do that because like the, the like I I felt like the the up front just weren't doing anything, you know. Like I mean, it was just it was like, and I hate I hate 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 like having to be, like, an asshole, and I, I, I say this all the time, and I don't mean to be mean because these guys are professional footballers and they're living the dream and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, though, they're professional footballers, and, like, when you're not doing the job you're, you're supposed to do, like, somebody has to call it out, and I think mm-hmm. we, we need a serious, like, look at the, the quality and the, the level of the players that we have compared to everybody else in the league because, like, I don't think akeem Garcia gets into another team in, in the league unless it's out on loan to Edmonton. I, don't, I I'm, like Marshall again, like he hit the post in the second half, but that was pretty much all he did. And that like where do we go with Daniels? Like I mean he's probably like one of the, the top players play players on the and we're just it's just it's like the Marshall thing all over again. We're just waiting for everything to click for him. You know it's like it's like we're constantly constantly waiting. And it's like we're over halfway through the season now, you know, and it's like we're constantly waiting for our top Level players to click into gear and they're not. Whereas every other club, their players are. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's just it's frustrating to be honest with you. I
1: think I think with that I don't I don't I don't think it's like, like I don't think we've got worse players than other. Like York and Edmonton are below us by some distance. We're we're very close to, not very close, but we're close-ish to like Valor and we're we're still probably the fifth best team in the league. And that, I don't I don't think fifth or sixth best team in the league. Um. So I think from a quality perspective. The players are most of the players are okay. I don't really want to well, maybe do a bit of a like um uh post mortem at the end of the season where we
0: are a bit yeah. more
1: cut through about who should be here. <laughs> I don't want to do it right now, uh, but there are some players who definitely shouldn't be here anymore. I think most people can figure out who they are. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's a quality thing because, like you said, Daniels he's 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 one of the best players in the league on his day, but it's when's it his day recently? It's getting used to a new league, I, I suppose, and it's. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm not sure like just the the the, the way we play whether it's in attack especially like I think midfield it suits us like I think playing how we do it really suits the midfielders but the the, the attackers not so much um and it comes back I've, I've I've I kind of made a point in my head of never using this as an excuse on this podcast but there comes a point where you think of Gael Morelli and like, what would, what would we, what would this look like if he was there? um And it would look a lot different because you'd have someone like where it all breaks down. His thing was, he existed in those areas where it usually, where it usually breaks down and he's the one that makes things happen from there and not having him. And it, it kind of looks like a risk now, doesn't it? Like going, okay, he'll be okay for the whole season. Like yeah, it feels like a risk now, but, but, yeah, I, I don't know how – I don't know,
0: mate. <laughs> I don't know. So, it's so these, it's like, you know, like I, I said, like, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to get into like, – like that's why I hate talking about players' abilities and stuff like that because it's not really fair because, as well, like, they're being asked to play in a system that doesn't seem to suit an awful lot of them either. Like, I mean, <clears throat> like a lot of the problems I find with the scouting stuff that goes on in the CPL is so much of it is, is a punt. Because you're just watching videos, you're not actually gonna go and scout these people, right? I mean, you're just you're getting a highlight tape, you're watching game videos, you're getting stats from up there, whoever, and that's basically what you're basing everything on. Like so you're not actually getting to see them
1: hence crew- the Forge and Cavalry Foothill Sigma yeah, advantage. Because such- such- they've they've worked with those guys, they've seen them day in, day out. Yeah.
0: So then other weaknesses, and and I mean that's the problem when you're getting game tapes, like you, you can't always pick out the weaknesses. But at the same time though, I mean, like we 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 kinda can't not talk about like, is is this a management thing? Like, do we need to move on from? I don't mean to throw the grenade at you, but I mean, like, and I know there's so many people here in the city that are big Stephen Hart fans. There's all sorts of stuff on Facebook where people are kind of getting into it and all this kind of stuff. But in the second, in the game against uh Calvary, which we'll get into this in a little bit, he just looked ejected on the bench. Like, and I understand, like, it's obviously the pressure we're losing, da, 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 but he just looked bereft of ideas and it's kind of like you know we're we're coming into the three and a half years four years or wherever of the team and like i i honestly don't think we've progressed and yeah i'm sure you're going to disagree with that but <laughs> it just feels like we're just plodding along and we're just hoping that something is going to click into gear and it's it, it's it's not and it's 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 starting to like you know we, we thought the pacific game was going to be this big turnaround um but it wasn't, it was just a false dawn because the performances have just been absolutely dire. Like, so, I mean, where do you sit with that?
1: I, No, I still think, I think like fo- football's a really emotional sport, isn't it? We're so invested in it because when we win, it releases a happy chemical yeah. and we all want that happy chemical. And when we don't get it, we're fucking furious because we're like, like that's why it's so annoying when you don't win isn't it because your body's like give me that good thing like so i understand like but like with with perspective applied like we're it's been 14 games and we're six we're not like bereft in eight like 10 points adrift like we're six we've played three or four more games away from home than we've played at home like okay the home form hasn't been great but forge like it's it's not great, but it's not the end of the world. And the season definitely isn't over yet. Like we'll, we'll put a run together at some point of winning three in a row. And we'll all think, okay, right. We're here now. We might make the playoffs. We might not. Like, I think everyone needs to remember, like, like we look at things very solipsistically don't we like tunnel vision because all we really think about is our club but every single club is throwing all their resources at finding the best players at building the best setup as well like every single club is and we're competing with other clubs who are doing just as much as us to do that so it's a bit of a crapshoot to actually kind of rise above like even look at even look at pacific who kind of struck gold last year but they're in free fall now like they're, they're, they're our rivals now, like Pacific and us, and like just from losing two players. So I think we do need perspective. um I hate all of like I hate and I understand all of the discord around the manager and whether heart out or whatever, because I just hate it when things get this binary, and I hate it when you kind of pick your side at some point, and now like no one's going to change their minds now whatever happens I don't think if yeah. you if, if you are someone who's really heart out now like you build your whole kind of wanderers online persona around that and it's really hard to come back from that because that involves admitting at some point I was wrong and even I, I, I kind of aim that at myself as well because I'm very much heart in like I really res- like like on a human level I really respect him to be honest I like and I've I, chatted to him a few times I really like him as well which I know isn't the grounds for someone being a good coach but that does obviously affect how you react to a manager and wanting him to stay in a job like we're humans it's impossible for it not to so obviously I'm kind of the other side of that of now am I never going to be able to kind of take a step back and look at things objectively and go actually no it might be time because I'm so far down that road as well and it's just I live, I live through this with Arsenal, and I hated it with Arsenal with like the Wenger yeah. in, Wenger out stuff. It was so tedious and so tiresome. And I think, I think the conversations you have at the end of the season, to be honest, like, like you know, like internally, Derek and Matt on whoever else is on, kind of that side of it, they'll have internal KPIs, won't they? Of like, yeah. these are the targets. If you, if we fall this far below this target, then it goes, then then it's time for a change and things like that, and. I'm kind of sorry, I know it's a bit of a weird tangent, but like just also on this, like I've seen in a lot of places people saying Dorado should be promoted to head coach and he should be in control of things. It's like, who the fuck do you think is doing the tactics? Like, who, who do you think is in charge of like creating this new way of playing in this new system? Like, when we talk about like, it's almost kind of like tongue in cheek now, isn't it? Like, the system, like that's Dorado. And like, I know he's new and fresh but it's his system and his way of playing like heart is now more of an he kind of oversees things so i don't know That i feel like it'd be, if if you did that it'd be like a restaurant serving shit food and you fire the chef and promote the line cooks that's basically what it would be doing like so I i don't see that as a viable option i think they're in it together very much so so yeah it's just it's messy and it's it's gonna the be, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable conversations going forward,
0: and I think that's I think that's part of it too, is that who replaces them and I, and like I mean at this stage of the season, you know like the people that have been kind of I've heard like obviously like Jimmy Brennan's available and da, da 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 like I I wouldn't want Jimmy Brennan near our club like I, I like no nah. disrespect to him. But you know, like I saw the way he acted, like on one soccer after the the York game, and he was pr- practically giddy with the fact that they're not doing so well. You know what I mean? I just like I just don't think that's
1: yeah, I, I don't I don't what we
0: need here in the city. And and you know you're right. I mean a lot of people are saying like it's time for Hart to step aside and bring Dorado through. But like that is the plan overall, I guess. At some stage, I mean like there's not like let's not kill ourselves. Like Stephen Hart is in his sixties now, right? And Dorado's. 35 so like he's not there for no reason there's obviously a, a plan here of when steven goes but I, I just i i see it from the other side too where people have just like you know like i, I feel like it's the, the people who've been there like true it all and i've kind of seen so many of these tour displays and it's it it, it it hurts <laughs> yeah. though you know and it's like you know like it's I totally get where it's coming from because like, you know, like you're, you go to the game, you're buoyed up, you know, people are singing and the are and having a great time and, you know, and, and then it's like, you're let down. And then when you're sitting in the pub with a couple of people who, you know, we talked before the watch parties weren't the thing and now they are. And it's, it's like, you know, a, a, another horrible display. And you're like, you know, I'm taking time out of my life to come and watch this, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's just, disappoint because this is your fun, right i mean this is their fun. this is like what we do to for, for, for shits I, and giggles it's horrible i remember <laughs> i remember at the end
1: i remember at the end of the ottawa game chef turned to me and he was like this is the thing i spend all week looking for <laughs> no right it's
0: like it's, it's fucking mad. so so anyway i know i,
1: I complete I, I do get it and like that's why i'm i'm trying not to be too much of a this is my side i believe in the manager yeah. like i I'm really trying to and I do see it from the other side how frustrating it can be, but i don't know i just i always hope springs eternal, doesn't it i've I've seen like enough little flashes where i think maybe uh, but yes is
0: it's, it's not been i'm good hoping recently. this little break that they've had kind of refocus the stuff and like it's just every time we talk the next game is massive and um, but like this Everton thing is fucking oh, new mate, is. we need <laughs> to win know. that fucking game like i like honestly like it's uh, yeah, I, 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 just feel like if we don't win that game, it's going. <laughs> the,
1: I'm, I'm deleting Twitter. Twitter. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I've already, I've already got rid of the Discord. I'm getting rid of Twitter as well. If we lose yeah, i was just
0: gonna, okay. i just to fucking social media altogether. Blogs um, done. The so thing, the
1: thing is, with, with like, like yeah, that game, it could get messy after that game. If, if, if we lose that, yeah. I can see there being like a. V- like an audible reaction to losing that. I think there'll be like a booze and stuff. So yeah. fingers crossed we
0: don't. I know, I'm really hoping we, we win that one. So uh, like just to finish off the Valor game, we did kind of come into the game a little bit when I think Corey Bent came on at some stage and we, we kind of had a bit of a, a bit more pace to it. I and mean, we had somebody who was being a bit more direct and I think he put them under pressure. Their back line, as you mentioned, like their back line is quite slow. Like they're really good in the air, but they're very, very slow. And I think that uh, that kind of, we actually looked like we we're on the front foot and then the goal came and kicked us on the bollocks. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it I, I, I did kind of want to ask you about what's happening with, with Tabby. Like where, where'd you see, like, he's been brought on like towards the end of games now as a left winger rather than like what he's brought in as a wing back, I guess. Yeah. Like where, where, like Gander's going to go back to school at some stage. So like what, what are they, what are they doing with this guy? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Tabby, puzzled. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. Me too. I, so I remember talking to you about him a lot actually in the early podcast. Like he was, we always kind of focused on him, didn't we, yeah. at the start of the season? And and he was making a lot of little mistakes. But I think we were both saying like every game he looks a little bit better. But then the next game would come around and he'd make another mistake. And I think I think they probably took him out to protect him a bit because he was getting a bit of attention for giving away penalties yeah. and so on. They probably took him out to protect him a bit. Gander came in and has looked pretty solid, and they've just gone. Mm, let's just let's just kind of leave it as it is. And like bringing him on as a left winger, like you do, you don't really see fullbacks getting subbed off very often, do you? No. Unless there's an injury, so you wouldn't really bring him on as a left back. I guess the idea is pace on the counter, pace on the counter attack. Yeah, that, I think it's as simple as that. Like we, are, if we're looking for a goal, we, are, we stick Peter Schaller as centre forward and launch him up to him. Or I guess Tabby's now like plan plan F where you yeah, just go
0: because like, Robinson comes on and then it's it's usually Tabby. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, Robinson,
1: I thought Robinson looked quite good when he came on against. Um, yeah, me,
0: me too. I, I, I think I think he's a pretty decent player, and I think hmm. the thing with Tabby is they're, they're in danger of killing this confidence altogether by not playing him because if Gander does go back and he's a natural replacement for him, like you need to start playing him. You, you know, hmm. you need to like you need to give him game time because if you just sit him on the bench and then just throw him in it's not going to end well. And I just, yeah. You know, um, well, the
1: last time Gander didn't play, didn't so, so played left back instead. Didn't he? yeah. So, like, so, so which I'm makes mean, me think they don't really trust him. him. Yeah.
0: Which is horrible when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was the end of that debacle. The and then we moved on to the next, <laughs> <laughs> the game. The
1: list of all the debacles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So where, where do we start off with this one? So the, the lineup was a little bit different. It was almost like we were playing like a back back three with this one.
1: Um Yeah, I, I noticed I like, really early on the camera pan, and I, I I didn't really clocked it to be honest. I was like half watching. And the clock pan to Tommy Wooden Jr. And you see him do I say the clock, the camera pan to him, and you see him pointing at his assistant and holding three fingers up and like kind of asking the question like three so i thought then like oh i should probably like pay attention to see if there's something different (laughs) because then we we played exactly the same in every game in this season so i just expect it now and yeah like sure enough we're playing three at the back so santos was the center of those three charlotte to his right and so to his left um corey was the left wing back and fernandez with the right wing back and it was interesting. Like we looked quite good before the sending off. I thought we looked quite good like yeah, that because it surprised too. Cavalry. Like they'd obviously set up to play against four, one, two, three. And then they were playing against three, five, two. And the players didn't really know what to do. We were popping up in positions they weren't expecting. And um, yeah, it was quite, it was quite nice to see. Like, it, like from a, from a goal kick, normally our centre sent back split and Rampasad drops into the little pocket to get the pass, but Rampasad and JGL and Pelissi were standing like close to our strikers on goal kicks and like Sharla and So were splitting and Santos as being like the pivot to like build play and stuff which I thought was really interesting because it just gives us a few more options like beyond their midfield so yeah we, we look good we were asking a lot of questions and it's just really annoying that that sending off happened because I think we might have got like, something uh... out of that.
0: Like, uh, if Salter had taken that chance, I uh, thought yeah. the game would have been totally different. <clears throat> and, and yeah, I was kind of, he should have finished it, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a good so, chance. Yeah, um, but then you know, I, I I know that you kind of uh, posted some stuff about this in the off. So I I am just going to give you my take before I get yours. I, yeah. I just think that like like everybody knows that Joe the the chair is is an asshole, and he's that kind of player oh, already that's,
1: sent off as well didn't
0: he yeah so he's that kind of player right and i just thought that we played totally into his hands because it, like on first viewing the tackle that went in on um cream uh, Sale, i thought was actually an okay tackle but then when i watched it again i was like okay that's a shitty tackle mm. um and then like we just didn't need to get involved you know like i know it kind of you, you get angry and you want to stand up for your teammates and all that stuff but like these guys are like wind-up merchants and they're just gonna get you sent off and i just thought it was very naive for somebody who's a canadian international to fall into that trap Um, and and i just thought he kind of gave them and the referee was fucking terrible by the way the the, the, the referee lost control of that game so quickly it was horrible but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was just and the worst thing was seeing how horrible to walk off is that, that stadium do you see like you have to like walk out to a corner and then somebody's open a, ke- a cow gate or something to the you out. it's fucking horrible like,
1: and you've you gotta walk like... right in front of their fans as well behind the goal. Yeah
0: well you're standing there waiting for something long. you come up <laughs> and open the fucking gate for you it's He's
1: got to pull his ID out of his sock <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, so uh, what what was your take? Uh, I know you kind of went into a little bit more uh, in depth on uh, Twitter. <laughs> so, so honestly, mate. I don't. I like, try not
1: to be too ranty on Twitter, but I was so wound up by it. <laughs> it's really angry. Yeah, he was just. I know what you mean, like, but I think like he was trying to be like, it happened right in front of him. It was a nasty tackle, and I think J- Jeremy was just trying to be like the elder statesman, look after the kid, like, so's a young yeah. guy, like, stand up for him. And I think, and this is why this is why it really annoys me because. He didn't actually make that little, you know, sometimes when players pretend they've been headbutted, it's because the other person like put their head in their head slightly and then they're like, right, that's it, I'm going down. The annoying thing about this was that didn't even happen. They were like, Jeremy was literally just face to face with him and didn't move his head forward. And the guy just kind of fell backwards. It was, it was it was absolutely absurd. And but in there's one of the replays you can see like, while this is happening, the referee is talking to Charlie Trafford and doesn't. 100% doesn't see no. what happened. Like she oh, so, definitely didn't see what happened. So it was the linesman so, that
0: gave it, right?
1: It, it must have been the linesman. And what the linesman must have seen is D. Is Chiara falling. Because if, if he'd have actually seen what happened, he there's not in a million years that's ascending off. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's, it's just a fish. It's guesswork, isn't it? It's, it's the linesman going, oh, shit, I've seen someone fall over. That's probably a thing I should tell the referee about. It's the referee who's dealing with a chaotic situation of people pushing each other and stuff and I, I just don't see how you can make a decision like that unless you're absolutely sure of what you've seen and they weren't otherwise it couldn't have been a red card
0: I I, I hate there's one thing I hate in football and it, it, it just doesn't happen in their sports as much Is like the surrounding the referee like that and uh, I just thought that the, the forwards do it quite a lot too uh, they're always in the referee's faces and I, I think they try to intimidate people into making and I think it was Sergio Camargo it was literally like chasing her around the place like mm. trying to say something. And I just I, I hate seeing it, but it's always like the good guys like get fucked yeah. over by that stuff because they don't do it. And Stephen Hart like um, I, I must say like the after his press conference afterwards like he said himself mm. I never talk about the standard of refereeing but like he basically said it was terrible because I think for their first goal he was unhappy with the challenge on uh, Daniels by by Yao. That like kind of uh, was mm. was I think it was Creepy It was, it was Yao on Daniels. Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I I I thought that was okay to be honest. That challenge. I, uh, that's I, that's not I'd the thing I've been annoyed about. I'd be more off pissed
0: out of... I know, but I'd be more pissed <clears> off <throat> at the fact that Daniels went on that ridiculous run anyway, and then how easy it was to split her defense open. Like mm. <laughs> like oh, don't the be lo- distant distances Santos and Charlotte, The distances there were. The back that that back three were atrocious the whole game they were all over the place like Camargo's goal like they I'll say second half I thought it was second
1: half first half was but as soon as that first goal went in it was just like uh, uh,
0: the dominoes just fell didn't they yeah and I I just like they were all over the place like the the third goal like uh, Camargo's goal they just didn't mark their runners like uh, like he just sunk past like Cell and and Santos and just buried the ball and it Mm. it was just. uh, I
1: just... think that's what happens when you do switch from playing with a back four to a back three. Like your distances aren't there because you're, you're not running on autopilot anymore, are you? Where you've yeah. kind of got a rope between each other. You know how far away you are. Now there's someone else there as well. And you're like, oh, should I be more this way? And so that is the downside to it, even though we look quite good um, from attack in an attacking way.
0: And, and I just it was just yeah, like I thought we were really good. For the first like 25 minutes, I thought we were giving them a really good game. I think we were definitely asking questions and then it just kind of fell apart. Like it was like, wasn't nine minutes, those three goals happened. And it was just, yeah, like, it was just like, it was just awful. And, I turned it off
1: after the third one.
0: And, and I, was... I feel, I feel so bad for like, people have been clamoring for basket to start and he gets put into that. <laughs> fucking shit show the poor bastard like i mean it's just like his look right now that like yeah. i like no i don't think any of the goals were like for for the header like there's a friend of mine who's a he who was a goalkeeper and he, he was kind of saying that you know like f- for the header for the second one like he should be like looking to push that out away from like you know around the post kind of thing rather than back mm. into the danger area which i, I kind of get but i thought it was actually a pretty decent save because it, it came out in quite fast um i thought he played okay, actually. I thought he did okay. Like he made some good saves towards the end there. Like, um, they were they were asking, like they were taking quite a lot of shots at us and stuff like that. But I just, I feel so bad for him. And I, like we're gonna have to start playing them because we need you under twenty one minutes. And I think he's still you can't rely on
1: Fernandez them. to get all of them. Yeah, I think Fernandez is going to get all of them, isn't he? At the
0: yeah, and, and I know I said Robinson as well. I think Robinson has like mm, two hundred yeah. or something like that. But I mean, we're sooner or later we're going to have to stick basket in, and it's going to be another one of those like with Tabby we're talking where it's like his confidence like is going to be shot so like games like this are not happening. I mean like he got he's part of that awful for the forge one and now this, you yeah. know, so it's Two, it's yeah it's it's not, I feel kind of bad for him but you know like I think he'll play against Edmonton
1: as well. I've got a feeling he'll I think yeah. he I think he'll play the next few games.
0: So like so just looking ahead to this uh, to the Evan like obviously Edmonton have started to play a lot better like you know one of our players is probably the best player this season yeah. um so what 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 do you think like i mean they've had a bit of time off now too and we've had a bit of time off so they're gonna be well rested when they, like when they get here and stuff like that like so what what are you thinking are we going to see the, the new guy from the start or is he going to play a bit part or what do you think is going to happen
1: um i, th- I think it would probably start on the bench uh, depending on because it like, it's going to be in a week's time but there'll still be that little bit of getting used to a new Time yep. zone and things like that, won't there? Like, I think he arrived yesterday, from what I can tell from Instagram stories and stuff. So, um yeah, I imagine probably on the bench, and then he'll start the following week. We're at home again because we've got quite a few home games coming up now, which is good. Like, no, like we were saying earlier, we always say like next match is the yeah, big I know, one, right? Jesus but it does feel, it does feel like we're entering a four week period where if we're not at least in touch in the next. We're done at the start of at the end of August. If we're not in touch, then yeah, it's another season of just vibes, <laughs> just yeah, doing the, no, no, <laughs> it's, just wondrous grounds vibes,
0: just, just, just go on, just get shit face, not care about what's happening exactly. The day, yeah, yeah, so. um, which it
1: was towards the end of the 2019 season. It was that, wasn't it? Like the last
0: month or six so, weeks, it was just so. The last, I think, the, the last time we played, um. Was it? I think against when we played against Ottawa, did was the JGL and Rampersad played together? Um, yes. They okay. did. because we're going to be missing. We're going to be missing JGL for this game because, uh, like, another, maybe, another, maybe. Another I know they're on there. Um, so uh, if he is missing, how, how would you go about like the the midfield? What would you do?
1: They normally plug them off in, don't they? To whichever one of them's not there, So it'll be if we if we're going back to the four one two three thing, it'll be Rampersad. As a six and then the two eights Lamoth and Polisi um, which is fine. Like I think we've talked about this before, but I'm I'm not too fussed about one of Rampasad and Jeremy being out. It's just when they're both out, we look really, really short. So yeah, yeah I think we'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's one other thing I want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So have you heard anything about so Mo Omar, what's going on with this guy? Like, so we we saw like a little like get to know him thing the other day from the club although he's been with us for like six months now or whatever it is so so like like is he injured like there's very little details coming out about what's going on with him and it, i mean he was another one of our like blockbuster sign-ins in the off season along with daniels and, and, and things like that like so like have you heard anything that's going on with him i think he's i think he's been injured i think
1: like he he at the start of the season pre season he was injured. Then he came back and he played against Vaughan not Vaughan bloody hell um, Guelph, Guelph and yeah. and Forge he played against as well. Yeah. Played a bit against Edmonton and then he got injured again. And then he was supposed to start against Edmonton away and he got injured again. So I think I think what's happening is. Like his body's just getting used to being a professional player and training day in, day out, like training, training at a level is in a level of intensity, which he's probably not used to. And if you look at just him, just like his physical makeup, like he's, he's quite a slight, he's tall, but he's quite slight, isn't he? Like he's yeah. not the meatiest player. And I think if you look at the other players we've had who have come from university to us, like, Caragevanovic, Peter Corey, like they're all quite robust looking aren't they like physically they look like strong they look strong don't they muscular whereas with him i think he's just quite slight and his body's just getting used to training day in day out and and that's it's it's a it's a shame really because i think they were probably banking on him being quite a big part of our season but yep. the reality now is and i think even no matter what happens in the second half of the season like this is now his his like how would you put it like development season almost this is a season where he kind of gets used to being a professional and next year okay we we kick on and like we see what you've got because and i I don't think they i don't think they thought that was going to happen i think the idea was probably that he'd come in and be at least like at least like a very important squad player if not a starter so Yes, it's a shame, but hopefully he can get fit. Hopefully he can show flashes, and we'll see. We'll see what the second half of the season brings.
0: We just don't want him to be another Yusuf, so you know. It's just a...
1: hey, that, well, we've seen we've seen him on the pitch. So he's, he's already played more minutes than Yusuf. I, th- I, th- I think I think he might play in the under twenty three games. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, uh, that's that's coming up. Uh, is it next week? Did you get your tickets?
1: Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> so I didn't think they'd sell very quickly, so I bought my ticket the set my season ticket where i always sit for both games and I was, my mates Shep and glenn who i sit with like, i was gonna send them a message going oh by the way don't forget like before the game because they're awful with remembering and then i checked the other day and all of my row around me is sold out wow sold, like they've sold a lot of tickets so i was like oh brilliant i'm just basically gonna be sitting here on my own then <laughs> um but whatever i might like i might I, I I might just like pick a couple of like ask around who the best players on the end twenty three side are, and just spend the game doing a little bit of amateur scouting and seeing. So will we see a blog you know, like a
0: We're blog about
1: the about the under twenty three
0: is a blog post. No, no. Why not?
1: There, do you, sorry, did you say there was a blog post? No, so right
0: is there going to be one?
1: Oh right, maybe yeah. I I haven't got I the stamina. Go-
0: don't put yourself out, like Jesus Christ, man! It's your fucking job. <laughs> if they want to get, they want sorry to give for me- asking you to do the thing that you do in your spare time.
1: <laughs> no, sorry, I misheard you. I thought you said someone else had written one, and I was like, oh, I didn't uh, see that. I, I no, saw you no, stealing
0: I, your fucking thunder, huh? I, I, I saw your I back could, get off there. I was like there's not a blogger. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> Merchant sailor's better than me. He'll, he'll <laughs> actually he'll do one. He'll do one because he follows all of like the youth football here. So I bet he'll do something. Like I hope he does. Like a, do you remember when he used to do the previews on before the drafts? And he'd like write up on all of the. I don't know how he knows all that shit, but like he does. So hopefully he does one for.
0: It for knows the stuff eh?
1: Mate, he, I think he he's been to do with like the university footballer for years. So yeah, he knows all of the players who he'll know. Like he'll know every single player on the under twenty three team. He will like know the name of their dentist. Like he knows, he knows it all. <laughs> so brilliant. man, it's
0: uh, it's it's been horrendous going back over these two <laughs> fucking games. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's been kind of good, like like talking about little bits and pieces it's in between. Therapy, isn't it? There's a lot of stuff going on, and um, I was surprised to see a Wolves flag at the uh, the Calvary Games. We had a Wolves flag draped on. No way. Some. So if anybody from Calgary's listening which I do but uh, if you are and you know the stories of the Wolves flag please let us know because I just thought it was quite well, random.
1: If, <laughs> when, I, when I was chatting to you um, I it was at the last home game when my mate Shep walked past and you didn't Did know you who he to... was but you, yeah you were like is he got a fucking 1995 Ipswich shirt on so <laughs> I think that's our version of it like if, <laughs> if the camera picked him out in the crowd people would be like an Ipswich shirt from 1995 with like the <laughs> Tie up collar and stuff.
0: Uh So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we we we. So um, we've got the big game on Saturday. We've got the big interview tomorrow. So um, mm. yeah, man, I'll I'll talk to you then. Box, please. Right, box, please. Time to drink on
1: folks. Get out. to folks.